Hi, my name is Jason Jadon. I'm a supporter of Fulham Football Club. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, but my second home is The Cottage, and you're listening to DU Football Show. Very good. Very good. Jason was great on the on the show last week. It was. I tell you, Sammy, we're finally done with all that, though. All the craziness, the little summer mayhem that we like to do, it's done. It's yep. back to you. It's back to me. It's back to kind of her. And now we just get out there and we do a show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the top of the table... Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Enjoying my one point. You know, just just for a week, right? From that second round. <laughs> just enjoying my one point. Okay. Uh, no, uh, Arsenal, I assume you're speaking of in real life. And yes, yes it is lovely, my friend. And that joke isn't going to uh, die down until you finally lose one, is it? Nope. You're going to just keep going top of the table, top well, of the table. That's all you got to say, bro. Scoreboard. Okay. <laughs> top top <laughs> of the table until Man City has two games in, and then that goal differential will mean something. Uh, not necessarily. Remember, we play West Ham this weekend. Ah, uh, That's true. We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with your footballing friends. And should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Sure. We are at DU Football Show on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. So I'm going to paraphrase this because it was actually a little long, but we have two listeners in Belgium, Sam, that we've discovered. Awesome. They reached out to us. Fantastic. Um, well, it was one of them reached out to us, uh, Brandy. What did, what did Hagen and Daz have to say? It was uh, Brandy actually reached out to us. She's an American that lives in Belgium with her husband, and her husband apparently is a longtime Villa supporter, and she Sorry. Is, she has gotten into Villa as well. Already sounds like a very smart man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then he uh, she got into Villa also as well. She did uh, fantasy sports last what year. A very smart woman. Very very new. Very new to uh, to the game, but has been listening to our show and appreciates what all we've been doing. Uh, she does go into very great length, which I do appreciate, of teaching us how to say um, uh, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, it's not bro, nah, or that. So it's like the, the, where we think it's an O it's an eh. So it's Devin, Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. That's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Hopefully I got it right. But, uh, but it was cool. That was very nice. But there were six key points that she pointed out of why she's been listening to the show. And I think this is worth, uh, reading off real quick. All, All right? right. Love it. All right. So like me, Mel is a recent villa, uh, recent villain. And I appreciate the, her unabashed love of Jack Grealish. We have that in common. <laughs> Uh, we used to live in D.C., so being from that area uh, makes me a bit nostalgic. I really miss D.C. 
my but my husband bets on football, and I don't really understand it. So your segments on sports betting is a bit helpful and hilarious because, well, the here's the here's the thing: we have a fucking chicken, mate. Follow follow the chickens' bets; <laughs> they're probably going to hit. Yeah. Don't follow our bets; they probably won't. Except for one of them, it did this week. You win one, and suddenly <laughs> we're all chesty. One for one. Yeah, you were down three just, grand last call season. Call me Tits McGee. Yeah, you, you you lost your child's first year of books for college. Okay, <laughs> we need to um, pull out the Sports Direct mug. I assume. <laughs> uh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, you know football well, and uh, none of you. Support a team that is Villa's rival, so that's important. Because yeah, we would talk a lot of shit if we did. And uh, number six, most importantly of everything, Malort. Um, She does. She does recommend a little bit more producer Mel, and of that, I say mute button. Oh man, (laughs) this is my new best friend you're talking about, there, dude. (laughs) I want to tell your highness you're cheating on her. Well, you know, I can have two best friends. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very, very, very glad to hear. And that's exactly what we love. So please, if you're new to the show, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what it is you like about football and ask questions. No no stupid questions. No dumb questions. Feel free to ask away. We'd, we'd love to answer. Not a problem. I have one um, maybe dumb question. Sure. Um, but I'm not saying that it pertains to her necessarily. Okay. But I, she living there may have firsthand knowledge of why that is a situation. Do you remember the beginning of COVID when the health minister of of Belgium came out and said that we have to ban orgies? Okay, due to COVID. Why is that a thing? <laughs> okay, just, just want to know. Is that like happening everywhere? Is, is that deal? a regular thing yeah. in Belgium? <laughs> What's the deal with that? We are we are certainly not being accusatory to you. No, Brandy, not at all. But, not at all. But I've if, been wondering for six months. <laughs> if, you, if you got some insight, apparently Graham needs to know. <laughs> I just want to know. I remember being a story. I want to know why. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So, as the red blooded Americans we are. We will have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, what are we sipping on tonight? We have Dad's Hat, Dad's Hat, excuse me, Pennsylvania Rye Whiskey, uh, which is this particular uh, uh, iteration, is finished in port wine barrels. Uh, 94 proof um, and will run you about $49.99 to $59.99 on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And it is an excellent little whiskey, a lot of dark fruit flavors. Um, you get from those port barrels, a little bit of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that nice rye pepper finish is, uh, is very complimentary. Yeah. So they do, um, a rye finish and a vermouth finish. Uh, they are also from 2015. Uh, they did win a best a craft port whiskey finish and a vermouth finish. Yeah. Port yeah, finish yeah. and a vermouth finish. My, my apologies. No, you're good. They, uh, also won best handcrafted whiskey by Whiskey Advocate back in uh, 20, it was either 2015 or 2016 that they won. They're, one of their two owners is a savant when it comes to being able to taste and blend barrels. I had the opportunity to hang out with them for a day and just go through and pick out barrels and the notes, the crazy shit he picked out. And yeah, I know there's a bit of subliminal, you know, when you hear it, you think it kind of and thing. And then you taste it. Right, yeah. but... There were things that, uh, for me, I was trying to figure out what they were, and then just kind of hearing him, I'm going, yeah, I'm st- okay, I can taste that, I can detect that, and that was me not doing the, oh, he said that, I drank it, and went, oh, now I taste it. It was, I drank it, kind of waiting, when it's like, okay, yeah, that, that that felt like something, but uh, 
like just just an odd crazy palate and the man knows how to fucking blend whiskey like there's no tomorrow can i tell you something that i get on the front of this mm-hmm. dried apricot <laughs> okay okay I can, I can give you dried fruit, definitely dried fruit, yeah. and, and, and definitely dried it, tropical fruit. But then that. it gives way to that deep, dark finish, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah, it's a lovely little whiskey. Yeah. It really is. Very complex. I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. All righty, kids. Let's have a great show. Oh, quick note before we start. Yes. If um, we were talking about the gold differential, mm-hmm. if the, it needs to be said, a quick shout out to the WSL. Uh, if the men's team performs anything like the uh, West Ham women's team uh, and vice versa for the Arsenal men performing as the Arsenal ladies did, um, we will have a plus eight goal differential uh, at the end of that. Yeah, because nine, nine to, to one, one that yeah. finished. Yeah, it just needs to be said. It was absolutely fantastic. And fuck Alex Morgan for joining Spurs. Oh, and uh, second, <laughs> second behind you currently in the table after two matches. Oh, Everton. There also, also two and out, just behind your own goal differential. Yep. There you go. After eight, <laughs> nine, one thrashing. Yeah. That would make a little bit of a goal differential now, wouldn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. What you hope for is when you play them, you do the same. That's what Correct. you kind of hope for. Correct. All right. I didn't want to open with this game. Seriously, the egos are big enough as it is. I did not want this to be the game we yeah, have to open yeah. about, but it's seven fucking goals. We have to open with this game. Liverpool four, Leeds three. Seven goals, a hat trick, three times come back to tie the game. I mean, it's for for, for an opener, you could not ask for better. No, I mean, it was fabulous. Not. Yeah. Um, I did feel a little dirty after this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Two pens being called for the champions, of course. They were both deserved, but still felt a little dirty. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but one weekend, we already get a naked Bielsa. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Uh, which I think is a positive note. Um, they will need to order a little extra disinfectant uh, to Anfield to clean down the physio's room. Uh, oh, is, it one. is confirmed he went naked? No, it's not confirmed, oh, okay. but he you, said it himself. Okay. You, you just yeah. want to hope. You want to hope. Absolutely. But yeah, no, uh, Mohamed Salah with the hat trick, which was excellent. Virgil van Dyke scoring as well. Virtually unmarked uh, with a, a, a big time header. Um, but Salah's second goal was really the one. Oh, a laser beam. Gorgeous shot. Uh, it was a, it was a weekend for rockets. Oh, there was several. Oh yeah. These were the rocket men this mm-hmm. weekend. There was a few that were just on a string, you know, fucking laser beams. They were fantastic. Um, the penalties were both taken well by Muhammad Salah. The first one absolutely crushed straight down the throat. And then the, uh, the second penalty was, um, also very well struck to the left side of the goal, uh, goalkeeper going the wrong way. This was a Ford leads. These are stupid fouls that now these refs are better. They're going to catch them. And the eye in the sky, VAR, is going to catch them. These are things as a championship side, which they've been for such a long time. You got to learn a little bit of nuance. You're in the box. You can't go wildly swinging your leg because if you are, somebody will put themselves in the way of that leg. They'll see it and go, I'm going right there. Going down, coach. Give Absolutely. me that penalty. But I don't think Fabinho dived. No, in no, any no, no, way. no, no. He got caught. Oh, yeah. But he, but it's just that that you know wild swing from Rodrigo. And then and then on the handball, it was, it was just a rush what, of blood to the head, it seemed. What are you doing with the hand all the way up in the air? Yeah, like it was you that was bad. Idiot. You gotta keep the arms down. It's that's honest. And then, you know, not covering Van Dyke on the front post. That is textbook know, stuff. He th- scored again, but was offsides later on yeah, as well. Precisely. Um again from a set piece. It's like, what do you 
is the biggest dude in their team. Right. You ha- on set pieces, pretty good chance they're trying to find him. Right. You gotta fucking mark the guy. It's that simple. And and frankly, you I mean, you ship four goals to the to the pri- to, to you know the defending champions, but the defending champions weren't at a hundred percent. They were kind of sleepwalking a little bit there. Yeah. You know, so um, you shipped four fucking goals to them. So Absolutely. that's certainly something to be concerned about as as great as their offense presence was going forward. And of course, we'll talk about that in just a moment. It was great. I mean, it was beautiful soccer to watch. It was just fun. But man, doesn't that scream of like Blackpool the year that they were in the Absolutely. league. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, OK, well, that's going to work for about three months and then everybody's going to murder you. Yeah, 100 percent. They also leads uh, from their perspective going forward was brilliant. They had a game plan. They stuck to that game plan. They targeted Trent Alexander-Arnold, who was called out of position a few times. Yes. And targeted Van Dyke over the top, running towards his own goal, which we saw a couple of times last season, uh, towards the end of last season, after the restart, that he uh, that he fucked it. Okay, so just completely dumb, buggered it up. Dumb thoughts on the first goal, dumb thoughts on the second goal that have nothing to do with the goal itself. Okay. First goal. Get the, you know, score the goal. It was uh, Harrison, right? Puts uh, it in the back of the net. The first one, I will tell you right now, was Jack Harrison. Yes. Yeah, Harrison puts it in the back of the net. Camera, immediately over to Bielsa. Bielsa, sitting on a box, sipping a hot beverage. Doing yeah. his best Kermit the fucking frog. Yeah. Like, eh, I expected that shit. Just sip <laughs> a tea. Yeah. Just sip a tea here. This is how we roll. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah. I fucking right. loved that. I mean, brilliant. audibly laughed out loud. I just went, ah! <laughs> the minute I saw that. Yeah. Second one. Okay. Van Dyke fucks up, gives up the goal. To Patrick Bramford. Yes. Yep. Van Dyke's new move, because he did this last season against you guys when he fucked up and gave up the goal. He now stops, looks around, and puts his hand in the air as if to want to give a card to somebody. Like, looks to the ref going... Huh? Like card, card, like the like. <laughs> yeah. It's not even the open hand offsides no, it, call. It's it a, it's the closed two fingers holding yeah. a card in the air. Like, <laughs> no, if anybody should be giving you a fucking card, you twat. It's, it's you. Because yeah. you just done fucked up. Absolutely. <laughs> so l- look look for that one because he's now done it twice. And if you do it twice, that tends to become a trend. So I <laughs> like. And just my pure hatred of Liverpool. I'm absolutely be looking out for that. Of course, one hundred percent. Uh, both defenses had a torrid time, um, oh, uh, but yeah. you always get one barn burner uh, to open the season. Oh, yeah. I was just a bit surprised it was this game, um, but I guess if you look back on the evidence at the end of last season, Leeds actually picked themselves back up and had a little bit of momentum where Liverpool sputtered uh, a bit to the end, Yeah, uh, especially after they had the trophy, uh, had the Premier League trophy in their pocket. They just fucked off the rest of the season. It wasn't right. anything, and it's, it's kind of hard to get yourself out of that. Mohamed Salah did finally get a haircut. Looking sharp. Yep. Yep. I, uh, new boy for Leeds, Robin Koch, uh, started the mm-hmm. German international. Yep. He was uh, do, responsible for the first penalty, unfortunately. Do you want to say he had a hard time? Yeah. <laughs> Mel, his last name's Koch. There was no fluidity what are you, flowing through him. What are you, five? Come on. You're better than that, Graham. Nope. <laughs> No, this not. is and you the know first that. I am week not. of your season three coverage. And yeah, dick jokes. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Let's face it. You've we, known me for a long time. We we do we do this show just to make dick jokes. It's really, you know, it makes, we need it a, makes oh. us giggle like that. As long as the new listeners know what they're in for. Yeah, precisely. Now, I, I don't want to. <laughs> More whiskey. What I, what I don't want to do is use the word hangover, Sam, because 
that's a bit too brash of a word. I think it was overconfidence on the part of Liverpool. I think Liverpool walked out there and kind of just went, all right, we're clearly the better team. We're going we're, we're gonna to get them. We're going to walk over them. We're cl- and, and they were clearly a more talented side, but I don't think they were ready for the bum rush that was Leeds. That is Bielsa. That no, is- it, was a, it was a chip on their shoulder. They walked out with a chip on their shoulder, and they didn't show Leeds enough respect. And Jurgen mm-hmm. Klopp even said it at the beginning, we have to show them respect. He looked frantic in his technical area. And almost in awe at what Bielsa and his side were doing. And again, Bielsa sitting on a box, sipping fucking tea. Sipping tea, <laughs> yeah. And then rubbing his ass cheeks all over the physio's table in the dressing room. Just brilliant. <laughs> Just fucking brilliant. Absolutely love it. And now, now what Dare I-, I say that Liverpool approached this game with as much confidence as one of our friends did at, our, at my wedding and ended up with whiskey cock. <laughs> Heard. Very good. Instead of a hangover. <laughs> Going in soft, Cotton. <laughs> going in soft. <laughs> the All right, I'm done with the Robin Cock for today. For today. <laughs> so what, what can be said, though, for this is you know Klopp is not going to let his boys look like that again. And uh, their next match is going to be against Chelsea. And, you know, Chelsea, they won, but I don't think it was as convincing as maybe as it should have been. And we'll get on to that later. I have a feeling Liverpool is going to be all engines humming for this next game against Chelsea. Expect yeah, I, them to be absolutely back, back this, to fucking work. This is probably going to be the hardest week of training they'll see in a while. And I say that because Leeds actually had more possession in this game at fucking Anfield. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is which is pretty fucking intense. The what I I do, the the fake crowd noise is starting to get on my nerves a bit. I yeah. told you I'd rather hear them I'd rather hear them communicate because I know it's fake. I can see the stands. Right. Right. Doesn't get you excited. There's always a delay. And a goal like Mohamed Salah's second really, really exemplifies how sad it is to not have fans there. Oh, God. Yes. The way that place would have been rocking. Just as a football supporter, oh, you want to see the ground would have been alive, right? To see every time they would have panned over to the Leeds corner, to the away section for each goal would have been pandemonium. The, and the cop end goes up one nothing. The lead supporter side one one. The cop end two one. The leads yep. two two three one. I mean three two three three four three in the last minutes of the game. Like I mean, yeah, this, Jesus, that, that that crowd would have been insane. Especially, yeah. especially the crowd would have been losing their fucking mind on their team. They'd have been hard on them. Absolutely, it'd have been real well. Eh, Liverpool they fans tend not anything, to be. They but, tend not to be hard. They tend to be quiet. Right. They can. They when they're when when Liverpool's not playing well at Anfield, they tend to get very very quiet. Strangely, unless it's in the Champions League, <laughs> and then that's when they're the loudest. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> the, but yeah, no, so it just it really for me drove home how much we miss fans in the stadium and how much how annoying, I'm sorry, the the artificial crowd noise is for me. Right. Because when that ball hit the back of the net, they'd have been screaming before the ball hit the back of the net and I didn't get 6 seconds right in, until after the ball struck that they that that the button was actually pushed and it's mm-hmm. like come on man. You have one fucking job. Just push the goddamn button. <laughs> like Chris Tucker from Sorry, Rush Russ. Hour. Like Chris Tucker from Rush Hour, you know, when he's got Sue Young yeah. next to him and he's taunting uh, uh, June Mao mm-hmm. to, to blow them up. Right. Just push a button. Push a button. <laughs> and then Sue Young goes, push the goddamn button. 
Both of our sides started off the season with convincing wins, Sam. Very convincing wins. Yes, they were. Extra satisfying for you that we beat your rivals in their building. Much appreciated. Arsenal 3, Fulham 0, Everton 1, Tottenham 0. Interesting little side point is, uh, I believe, of the eight matches, seven of the eight of them, the away side won. Yep. Leeds was the only one not to win away. Yeah, but newly promoted side again going to the champions. You didn't really expect them to win necessarily right. in the face of it anyway. Right. But yeah, but yeah, it was away sides all across the board. You know what? Per- professional win for you guys. Arteta has that engine purring like a fucking kitten right yeah. now. After we're still getting used to certain things. A couple players that, that really haven't played together before at all, and Gabriel and Ainsley Maitland Niles. Uh, had an early cock up and almost cost us. That was about the third minute uh, on a back pass that was mm-hmm. misplaced. Uh, Leno did well to to get it clear, but from that point forward, it was all Arsenal the entire time. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram today, they did a side by side of well, it was top and bottom actually, mm-hmm. but it was the goal from the Community Shield that Aubameyang scored, mm-hmm. and then the goal that Aubameyang scored in this game. And it was play out of the back. It was almost identical. Right. You know, little clearance, uh, little dink up to midfield from the right back position after playing up the middle and then out to the side. A flick on, different player picks it up. In this case, it was Willian. In that game, it was Bakuyasaka. Ball floated across. Aubameyang gathers, isolated a uh, 1v1 with the, uh, with the right back, cuts inside. Bender to the far post. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fucking brilliant and a great way to cap off this lovely win. Lacazette on the score sheet as well with a scrappy-ass goal. Somehow, they were crediting William with an assist. Even though he shot the ball, it was saved and fell to Lacazette, mm-hmm. but earned somebody some uh, fantasy points they didn't deserve, but that's okay. How about how about that for uh, William? First, first, free, first free kick. Xhaka didn't even stand over the ball. Uh-uh. It was already nope, nope. This, he's got and he, he, knows, smacked, he smacked the post. <laughs> he knows he knows how to take them yep. really well. We're gonna let him do his job. It was a great free kick as well. Slapped the uh, outside of the post. Uh, just got a little unlucky. I think the keeper was beaten there. A lot of selflessness out of your out of your side and some newfound depth as well because El Neni again looked perfectly serviceable mm-hmm. in defensive midfield for you. You have Ceballos back. When Terrera is healthy, you now have got four in the midfield that you got to feel pretty fucking good about. Yep. You've got lots of rotation up top between youth and experienced players that yep. you can work around. Not not that in. We'll, I'll ask this question a little bit later. Well, fuck it. You know, I'll go ahead and ask this now with with Aubameyang. Is it an OK thing that he's not signed on a contract? For now, yes. I don't um, think it's a bad thing. But uh, David Ornstein, the Oracle, the one with the most inside information at uh, at Arsenal, has tweeted that Aubameyang is to sign a new three-year deal and will become the club's highest-paid player. Wow. Which makes me think we will invest in a youth goalkeeper a, or a younger person that has signed professional terms, 19, 20-year-old, right. for cheap. And the rest of the money we've raised from the sale of Emmy Martinez is going to pay Aubameyang's contract. No, that would make sense. That would make that perfect way, sense. We have the money for both him and then Ozil to finish his Fortnite tournament esports uh, for us. Uh, so, if if you if you lose him, right? If if you lose him, be yes. it to you know you lose him on a free and he moves on. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing because he's clearly getting it right. He knows either he's getting the contract 
or he's going to get the payday somewhere else. Right. And he's He'll not move on to Barcelona and get paid yeah, you know, almost a million a week. He's not being a petulant child. He's playing. He's he's playing hard. Is he's a true performing. professional. He's performing. This is not normally the case. Normally, no, well, there's a lot of bitching and whining and moaning it, and sell me now, sell me now, sell me now bullshit. Well, but it is the case in the first part of the season. Right. In January, when they signed that pre-contract offer mm-hmm. to go somewhere else, that's when performances start to dip. Yep. Yeah, because, that, that, hey, the, the, the new club with the pre-contract contract is don't fucking get yourself hurt. You know what I mean? Not not saying that you can replace him. I'm not saying you could replace him. But if that were to happen, there's enough kids fucking playing that you could start to work them in and not have to worry about him handcuffing you. Right. You can just go, okay, great. You're moving on to a new side. There's the fucking bench. Now, Enjoy it. We want him, obviously, to stay. He's But if he fires us into the Champions League also, that's going to come with it a lot of money. Right. And with some of the other players that we have in the team, I think we could attract a proper replacement. And still be able to bed the kids in here and there as we have done since Arteta's took uh, taken charge. Yeah, it's but it's I really a hope win win. All that being said, I really hope he signs a new contract. He's been brilliant for us. I don't see him slowing down anytime soon, and he's in blistering form right now. In three years, getting close into his thirties. Okay, so by the time he starts to lose his legs, is right at the end of his deal, and you've done what you're supposed to do, and he's done what he's supposed to do, and he's gotten paid very handsomely to do it. So yep. it it seems like all the chips are falling into the right place. Now let's move on to Fulham a little bit. So Fulham started the exact same lineup that started the championship playoff win over Brentford. Yep. I think this was probably a good thing because you take that side, because remember, the last time they came up, it was a completely newly bought team with a handful of pieces from that team. And... You bring up the exact same side, you put them out there, and you put them against a professional fucking big six, probably vying for European club, and you take a little bit of an ass whooping, but you held your own. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. At there three nothing, that take. game could have become five nothing. That game could have came six nothing. Yeah. It didn't. You held in, you got stuck in, you you created a few chances, you had a few opportunities, and you look at it and you go. Look, we had to play the one team that's in form the first game of the fucking right. season, right? That's 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 the one team we get stuck with. And, and good news for you, you got him out of the fucking way. Yeah, absolutely. In, in Fulham's case, you're you're absolutely right. And we could have had five or six. The keeper made a couple of saves. Last ditch defending was okay, and we squandered probably one chance, two chances mm-hmm. were our own fault of of not converting. Would, um, real quick, would like to also a uh, big shout out to uh, Fulham in the South. Uh, Jason's crew that yeah. was with us last week. I uh, jumped in a Zoom with them on oh, awesome. Saturday morning and watched the, watched the match with them. Great getting their insights on the club. Uh, they do um, uh, rally shirts. They change. They do costume changes at halftime. They all change into different shirts nice. when they watch the matches together. Nice. Whenever they go and watch matches at bars, they do that too. They go into the bathroom. They all change their shirt, come out in new shirts. How Fulhamish. <laughs> Can't uh, be bothered to have sweat on this. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I went in there, and it's much like when you're in a church, you walk into a church, and the only thing going through your head is, don't say fuck, don't say fuck, don't say fuck, don't say fuck, right? I walk in, I'm into the Zoom meeting, and I'm like, don't be the first asshole to say full of mesh, because you're a guest in their room, be nice. Someone finally said it, I went, thank God, I was hoping I wasn't the first to say it. I wanted to be polite, I'm a guest <laughs> in your Zoom room, so thank you very much. That's brilliant. I will say it's, it's going to be tough. For, for them, yes. it will. Now, they have 
good defenders that they still haven't bedded in. They have a new keeper. They still, yeah, I believe a new keeper. They still haven't bedded in yet. So they've got people to bet in. And one of the things that we're really concerned about was your guys having their guys having to go against your guys, you know, like having Tim Ream out there to be, that's not going to be a problem soon. And as right. long as those new guys get bedded in, they'll be all right. Yeah. And they, speaking of good defenders, Gabriel was the other one to get on the score sheet, by the yeah, way. Yeah, uh, On his great debut, goal. fantastic header. Uh, I think the goalkeeper probably could have done better, but it was from very close range. Mm-hmm. Um, however, did get him right between the wickets. But yeah, in terms of Fulham, I think they they will be fine. I actually don't think, I, now I can't remember it, of course. It's like in Blackjack, when you look and then you put them down, you can't remember, or as soon as you, or in right. poker, as soon as you fold your cards, you can't remember what you had. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I can't remember what I predicted on Friday for our season predictions. I believe I had Fulham staying up this time. They, they, to me, they have some chemistry. They're going to find it difficult to score goals at first, Mm -hmm. but I think Mitro will, will come good. I was actually surprised he did not start this game. I had a knock after playing with uh, Serbia. Okay. But when he came on, he caused some problems, had a couple of shots on mm-hmm. target and, and just gave Arsenal's backline something to worry about. So I think the the recipe is there for for Fulham to pull a villa um, and stay and just stay up this mm-hmm. season. But we'll see what what Scott Parker does. He's an inexperienced coach. He's only had now, I think, seven games in the Premier League True. after taking over from Ranieri uh, at the end of not last season, but the season prior relegation and then a full season of the championship. And that's the only top flight experience or the only managing experience that he's had. So we'll see what happens with him. See if he's able to make adjustments and see if he can adapt to life in the Premier League. Now let's move on to what's important. We're going to win them domestic trouble. We've already won the league. I don't know why we're bothering doing shows because Everton is now the greatest team ever. Okay. <laughs> well, I think you wrapped it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hamas was excellent. You uh, wa- wow! All all three guys uh-huh. start, and it was like a completely. Di- it was it was like you had a Camaro with a shit engine, and then you bought a new engine, put a new engine in, and then it started vrooming. And yeah. it was pretty remarkable to watch them play. They dominated Tottenham. That one nothing scoreline is not indicative of what that game was. No, I think they. That- Owned them. So Tottenham had uh, a little bit more of the possession and had more shots on target, technically. But you never felt like they were dangerous. The, their there, there was sh- their shots one, on target were out. Like they had two. There was Pickford had two. Big I would say saves. one or two chances that Pickford was fully equal to. But most of that's them all he really had to do outside the box. Half-hearted shots that went right into Pickford's chest yeah. or dribbled to Pickford even. And a towering header from Dominic Calvert-Lewin. You you were talking about bullets. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was a the bullet. net looked like <laughs> it didn't even move for real. It was that it, uh, <laughs> it hit his head. And before it hit his head, it was already in the back of the deck. Yeah. It was just like a lightning bolt. Yeah. Larice rooted to the spot, had a little bit of a capitis. That ball from Luca Digne, that cross was brilliant. Was, you, could hear, brilliant. you could hear the commentators. It was Arlo as the ball went. He was like, oh my God. Like as yeah. the ball went in the air, he was saying, oh my God. Yeah. Like it, it, was, it was pretty amazing. I key, key things to take away is that you put a guy like Hamas on the right side. And suddenly, Richarlison, you can't put three guys on him. And Richarlison did miss a, seat, a sitter early on. He had a header at the back post that he just barely missed. And then he had two uh, 
two shots on target that just curved wide of the post as well in the second half. Yep. Those things happen because Hamas is on the other side of the field. And also because Hamas feeds falls from one side of the field to the other side of the field yep. almost effortlessly. 100%. And I, I think it goes underrated how, how important Allen was. I only heard two pundits. Oh, uh, my God. I only heard two pundits all day today talking about it. And uh, I, I thought he deserved a lot more respect. Any time that Harry Kane, Deli Alley, or Son got on the ball, he was there like a fucking Hoover. On him. Yeah, like a Hoover, like a Hoover commercial. Remember two seasons ago, we had the Manchester City-Liverpool game, and I told you about where you would see Bernardo Silva was just literally in the screen of the television the whole match. Like, you always saw him. That was Allen. He was everywhere. And it was everywhere Effortlessly. It wasn't like this, you know, bulldog running around. The, it was just glided, hey, boom, right where he needed to be. Boom, right all where over, he needed to be. All over the fucking place. He covered um, a lot of ground, and he he did brilliantly. DeCore takes uh, uh, behind. Uh, Lucas Mora has two steps on him, catches him, makes a last-ditch tackle that was brilliant. Yep. That That is, that's a goal last season. Absolutely. With, with the team we had. I mean, and the, the other thing I want to say about Alain real quick is... Just like Gabriel, to be honest, the, mm-hmm. these two Brazilian lads, one Gabriel, our guy, a center back, Alain, more of a defensive midfielder. Right. Right. Um, what the two of them did brilliantly was I didn't see either one of them really go to ground. They no. both played stand up defending. They, they contained first, put them into a position they wanted the attacking player in. They won the ball and then distributed the ball. It wasn't some helter skelter bullshit that ended up in a 40 yard clearance. They won the tackle and were able to start the next play brilliantly. And that, I think, balanced both of our teams yeah. and really set us up and put a platform in place for us to us to go on and, and control those games. So your, your three new Everton signings, direct impact, positive impact into the game. The two new Tottenham signings, the one Daughtry, got subbed out with 20 minutes left in the match because he was getting worked worked by Richarlison. You know, the worst part was I thought worked. he was probably their best player. Worked by him. And that's why they had to sub him out. And then Hoiberg gets a yellow, could have arguably been a red, and then at the end of the game, grabs and throws Richarlison to the ground, which should have been his second yellow. So right. he he put him out, you know, you kind of want that out of a defensive midfielder. You want him to be a prick. Oh, he like, was bought to be a cunt. Right. That's his job. But in your your new signings, their first match, one has to get taken out because he's getting worked, and the other one almost got himself taken out because he was being too much of a cunt. Well, I've got some words of wisdom for Pierre Emil <laughs> Hoiberg mm-hmm. as I've played that position before. Get some braces. <laughs> you thought it was going to be don't be a cunt, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did <laughs> think it was going to be that. <laughs> That's really disappointing for Spurs. Oh, yeah, um, big time. Especially right after the uh, the documentary that is taking a very niche portion of Amazon Prime by storm, <laughs> all the way up to three stars, all or nothing. Spoiler alert: it's nothing. <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league in a segment we like to call "Oh, so that happened." Wolves 2, Sheffield nil. Palace 1, Southampton nil. Newcastle 2. You posh bastard. I know, wasn't Southampton. it? Southampton. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I was losing my 
losing my air. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Newcastle two, West Ham nil, Chelsea three, Brighton one. Um, Wolves scored two goals in the first six minutes. Yeah, and Jimenez is, was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely controlled side-footed finish first time uh, from across. Should have never been in that position. I don't know who was supposed to be defending him, uh, but they weren't. No, not um, at all. That was that was actually quite pitiful. And then a lovely header from uh, uh, Saiz. And he had a couple of more opportunities in the first half and the second half to put it away for him. They did. Wolves. Ramsdale made one great save off Saiz on a, a ball that he knocked off the post. Really lovely. Save. Yeah. I So the rest of the game, there, like you say, there were some chances made, but I, I felt like there was a, a lack of conviction from both sides. Wolves were already comfortable. Yep. And Sheffield United just never got out of first gear <clears throat> in general during Bam. the match. So I think it was just like we're all amped up for the season. We're all amped up for the season. Shit, we're 2-0 down. Wolves on cruise control and Sheffield United couldn't get themselves, couldn't pick themselves up after that. Right. And you and can't, you can't blame Wolves for doing that. That's exactly no, what you want to do. Especially th- you play with such a small lineup. You play with, and you, you have, you have just played such a daunting season. So yes, they're footballers. Yes, they should be able to play year round. And yes, they do play year round, but you still put a lot on them last season. Oh, absolutely. And you come out, you get a quick couple of goals, and you're able to just go, all right, boys, let's fucking see this one out. 100%. And, and that, I mean, you can't ask for better. Like, you really can't. No. And and I'm, what I'm disappointed in Sheffield United, because I'm a big fan of this, they picked the biggest bloke on the field, like Jail, and, they, and within the first seven seconds, put his ass on the ground. <laughs> That's what I used to do. <laughs> I'm a huge proponent of just letting them know you're there. Yep. Right? Yep. And then they capitulate like that within the next two minutes and 30 seconds. And then again, two minutes and 45 seconds later, it's like that first foul was all for naught. You tried to set the tone and then you capitulated like the fucking Titanic. So Wilder tends to have lots of pieces and he constantly rotates them. Do you feel like he's got to just kind of find the right fit of guys that are going to because they all know the system, they all work the system, and they should be fine. Like this, this isn't a game to have a monster amount of concern over. But you got to be, you know, you got to go. Damn, we're starting to be done figured out. Like people are starting to know exactly how we play, and they're starting to be able to handle us. D- you know, he has a lot of pieces, but it's not like he has a lot of great pieces. He has a lot of really good pieces, and that might not work. No. And in the words of uh, Serge Takarian from System of a Down, fuck the system. Yeah. He's got to change things up. He's got to freshen things up. They're going to need to add a piece or two that offers him something different. So I know it's not a Chris Wilder type of guy, mm-hmm. right? But somebody like, say, um, uh, who's the, uh, why can't I think of his name? Delafeu. Yeah. Or Roberto Pereira. From Watford, somebody like a flair guy that can take the game by a scruff, uh, the scruff of the neck, but especially defensively, you're going to have to cover for them a bit. Yeah, but they they need something else up front. At least Musette can't do it all on his own. Right. Well, um, Sharp's getting up there in years, getting up there in age a bit. Well, Goldrick's okay. Again, it's a whole lot of very good, but not yeah, fucking great. Absolutely. Like, so oh. what I think they need is that flair player, that somebody that can provide that moment of brilliance. And keep the opposition on their toes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I feel like this is a team that's going to easily handle the bottom half of the table and struggle with the top half of the table. Yep. And and they'll lose a couple of head scratchers. They'll they'll pull off a couple of gutsy wins. You know, they they'll get pull a, a couple scalps. Yeah, they'll get like a one nothing against United at home kind of yeah, thing. Right. You know? yep. But and then they're going to be sitting there at twelfth, and you're going to be like, okay, yeah, yeah. There, there it is. And and unfortunately, when you go into year three, then suddenly you're really figured out, and you haven't spent the money. And suddenly you're struggling. So you're I'm, you're right. I'm, they're gonna they're gonna have to find a second gear. They have to find a second gear. Yeah, the the lethargism, if that's a word, uh, which I don't think it is, but you know what I mean. Yep. The act of being lethargic. Yep. If if that continues, I would call I would be the first one, and it would not surprise me one bit. Sophomore syndrome. Yeah, I could definitely say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that, that's an easy thing to agree yeah. on. Yep. Uh Foxes come out of the gate looking a little shaky, um, not really all together. Get a couple of penalties that help them out, but uh, ultimately, just you know, quality takes over and and they win the game. I'm not a hundred percent sold on all the pieces that have replaced for them as a whole. Like you know, defensively, once you get Evans back, you know, Evans and Sinyochu are, are obviously stalwarts in 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 the uh, mm-hmm. in the back. But yep. I'm not so sold on uh, uh, Jarvis. Is it that's uh, playing out on the outside for uh, Justin? J- yeah, Justin. No, <laughs> Jarvis is uh, one of my store owners. Oh no, no, I think it's Justin James, isn't it? I thought it was Justin Jarvis. I thought it was. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent positive. Forgive me for not remembering. It's all right. But uh, but they, well, they sold Ben Chilwell, obviously. Yeah. So they're going to have to bet in some young talent or they're going to have to actually go spend some fucking money. Right. And I'm not sure that they're necessarily prepared to do that. Um, you know what I mean? Oh, it's James Justin. James Justin. There I was, we go. Very good. I was kind of right. Cool. Perfect. Thank I you. I don't trust anybody with two first names. I'm with you. That was all. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your input. <laughs> um, again, you, you feel like you feel like they're they're a good club. They're like you look at me, and go, that's a perfectly safe club. But for Leicester, is that what you want to be? Like no. you're a team that they, almost made the Champions League last year. You're a team that made that, it, that won the title, that won the fucking title, and so, then made the Champions League again the following season. Right. So you kind of you look at this and you go, all right, what what do you want to be? What do you want your club to be? And there's and in unlike the case of Sheffield, where it's a lot of good not great they got some really great players on that team they got some really great players on the team but they also got some really great players like a guy like vardy clock is fucking ticking man you got him for maybe two three more that's it that's all you got him and for. that's at the most i mean and, his legs could go at any minute he's and, over 30 now and you're lucky he wants to stay that he's diehard loyal yep. so you get him on a relatively you know you get him on a friend fucking price and you get to keep him around. He stops playing international ball because he wants to keep to himself his career, yeah. to play for you. You need to take the fucking advantage of that. You know, absolutely. I think Harvey Barnes had a great game, by the way. Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the future is bright between um, Harvey Barnes and James Madison at Leicester. If they mm-hmm. can keep hold of both of those players, I think they're and Yuri Tillemans as well. I'd I think like to see Tillemans step up a little bit more. And and Didi is still pretty young. Yeah. Relatively young. 25, maybe 26. So he'll be there for a few years to come as well. And Didi's one of those ones I'm scared they'll lose. Because there's always a... Everybody always needs a hard-nosed defensive midfielder. All four of those I'm scared they'll lose. Right. But if they can... Their their midfield is sorted. 
if yeah. they can hold on to them, their midfield is sorted. Absolutely. And if they can sustain another year or so of European football, it's time to fucking spend the Harry Maguire money. Yeah. On somebody to learn under Jamie Vardy because it is not Kelechi Niacho. I promise you that. Right. It's also not Iosi Perez. Precisely. So somebody else is going to have to get your goals. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. you need that person now because we saw Vardy come back from lockdown and was in a bit of a four or five game slump. Mm -hmm. And so went the results. And that's why Leicester aren't in the Champions League this season. And if you're going to buy a kid that's going to do it for you, you need to buy that kid now. Yeah. That kid needs to start getting playing time now. Tell young Srinidaba Prava to jump on Wayfair and buy himself a child. I mean, no. <laughs> No, I meant transfermarket.com. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> wrong sure, wrong sure, website. Sure thing, Alex Jones. Sure thing. Sorry. Well said. Sorry. We, um, we just got done with a pizza party. I apologize. <laughs> Hashtag deep state. Hashtag QAnon. What is it? QAnon. Whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, Trump 2020. <laughs> Fuck off, you rat bastard. Fucking conspiracy theorists. Oh, twats. you are just on a roll. Uh, I like just let him keep going. See how much you can hang him. I mean, it's pretty. It's I'm not hanging pretty anything. Brilliant. This is called irony. <laughs> oh my god, this is fantastic. Pat is currently calling me right now as we're recording the show. Did he not put his bed in? Uh, probably didn't. Um, <laughs> hi, Did I call him on hi, Skype. Hi, hi, Pat. You're on, live on the show right now. I'm holding your uh, phone up to the microphone. Uh, you don't, we, I don't want your bet yet because your bet, we haven't gotten to the betting segment yet. So you have time to write an email. I'm just giving you shit for calling me during the show. Okay. I, I, I'm going to get on it. Okay. Very good. Just fucking text it, man. Okay. Okay. So, so <laughs> what was that you wanted to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Got to give him that right. hang up. He, he's, old, he's a radiophile, so he'll, he'll appreciate the fact that it. I just yeah. did that to he'll him. get it. Alrighty. Going on to West Brom. Uh, obviously, they're here probably a little sooner than they expected to be. They also started very well. Dean Ghana is great. Pereira is great. I am baffled how West Ham let a guy like Dean Ghana go on the cheap to a team that they are going to be directly competing with for survival in the fucking prep. What did Smokey I'm say last baffled. week? What did Smokey say last week? They sold him to a direct rival. Yeah. Right? In terms of league position, projected finishing. And they're going to spend they sold more money on the replacement rival. they want to bring they, in. They didn't get enough money for him, so they were doing it to raise funds to buy his replacement. Right. But didn't get enough money for him to actually purchase the replacement. Right. Ben Rama, who is who they wanted to go Fucking after. Brilliant stuff. I just... Uh, unreal. It's like Mike Ashley cloned himself. <laughs> so... It so, really is. Dean Ghana and Twice. You heard Dildo Brothers. <laughs> and it went a little wrong. So they like dildos. <laughs> heard. So <laughs> Dean Ghana and Pereira, both very talented. The problem is, is teams are going to figure out, keep those two in check, and we can see out games against these Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. They started very well. They but did. They, 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 they did not have it up front. I, I don't know if Charlie Austin was hurt. No, he came in on a sub, I thought. No, he did not. Okay. I scored zero points for him, uh, having him on my team, because I thought he was a nailed-on starter, yeah. and he was no. No. Um, so I would Callum Robinson, and they brought in Robinson Cano. That's who yeah. came in as a sub, yeah. So what I would say is they uh, at least Charlie Austin had one season of scoring goals in the Premier League and has some Premier League experience, right? I think that they need to get him in there and need to seriously look at splashing a bit of cash mm -hmm. um, 
on a, a proper striker. I think they had now. This will be controversial because he can't stay fit. I actually think he may be unattached currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, is um, used to play for Liverpool, left footed. I just my mind just went blank. Black dude with Luis Suarez, Sturridge, Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Thank Sturridge. you. <laughs> my mind went completely blank there. Yeah, I think he may be un- unattached at the moment. He did spend six months on loan there, okay. so there is somewhat of a relationship. Yeah, makes sense. And um, um, but like he, he will get you goals if you can keep him fit. Yeah. You know, may have to go on the Ledley King routine where only trains once a week and then plays at the weekend no matter what. It's going to be a long season. It, mm-hmm. It's going to be a long season. And, and that's not saying that it's necessarily a bad thing. And going down isn't necessarily a bad thing if you don't spend all the money. If you're if you're smart about how you go about it and you go, all right, you pull the Burnley method. We're going to go down. We're going to come back up. We're going to go down. We're going to come back up. And the next time we go down and come back up, we're staying up because we fucking did it right. So it's, it's going to be a long season. There'll, there'll be some scalps there. They, you know, it's, it's how the prem rolls. It's how the prem rolls and they can be frustrating to people. I mean, watch them frustrate the shit out of us next week. And, and all my hopes and dreams are ruined. You know, that could very easily happen. Absolutely. Now palace, great professional win. And I have to tell you, this game for me failed to deliver altogether. I mean, I mean, it wasn't exciting, but it was still, (laughs) It was a it was a good fucking win for Palace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was a great result. And I can tell you, the inclusion of Ezzy to the match completely changed my point of view about Palace. Really? Suddenly, Wilf had room to run because there was another guy with the ball on his foot that you had to fucking focus on. And, and he, you know what he did with that? Hmm. Got too excited and ran fucking offside twice because he could have had a hat trick. That's <laughs> That's fine, but that's something, right? That's that's something more. For a team that is constantly old, there was an injection of youth, and it would appear that injection of youth can pay benefits to them. Now, looking at the Southampton side of things, uh, I got to tell you, like, Kenny, you're not going to like what I have to say. This is exactly what Everton would do under... Moyes, under Kuman, under Martinez, under Silva. You would finish the last season really, really strong. You come out and you play your first match and you own 70% of the possession and you dominate a game and you lose one nothing, walking away going, how the fuck did we just lose that game? And then your first five matches are done and you're suddenly one, three, and one and you're wondering what the fuck has happened and why aren't we winning games and you're suddenly calling for your manager's head. Like, yeah, I, well, I think they're, they're, they're trusting in Hassan Hoodle. If they were going to fire him and I'm tired of saying yeah, it, everybody's right. tired of saying it. It would have been after the nine nil. Of course, of course. But, they, but they didn't, what, I'm, what play, I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is, is they played a perfectly fine match. Yeah, right. Where they dominated possession. It's false pretenses. I'm with it's you. False. Fuck. I, I have lived this as an Evertonian. This is what I see every fucking season. I would see this over and over again. I'm just telling you, Kenny, welcome to my world. Yeah. Won't you come on in? Yeah. Mid-table <laughs> like, mediocrity. Enjoy like, it. Like uh, Southampton just never got out of uh, first gear. In my no, opinion, Danny no. Ings wasn't firing on all cylinders. Um, Seventy percent of the ball controlled by the defensive midfielder and the center backs. One of exactly what it was. One of the best crossers in the game, and Ryan Bertrand blazed over at least three that I can remember. 
um, in this game. You know, the service wasn't there. Shane Long had a couple of uh, who works tirelessly and usually puts in a couple of good bowls or maybe creates a chance or two. Doesn't score many, but creates a chance or two. Gives you something to worry about. He didn't do much in this game. And Ward Prowse, I thought, was excellent in this game. And God forbid you run into a keeper who's having himself a day. Guaita was having himself a day. Ah, that fell out of the uh, carpet. Uh, we have our little rug that's hanging up completely fell off of the wall. We're okay. Is Don't even worry about it. ghost in here? Yes, there's a ghost in here. It's coming <laughs> to get you, Sammy. It's Whoa. coming to get you. We need to take a prayer break. Can we at least <laughs> pretend that it's like studio-grade insulation? Did you have to call it a rug? Eh, it's a blanket, but it Well, just first he said even it came worse. out of the carpet. <laughs> Uh, really, the carpet worse. came out of the wall. Yes. <laughs> Here at Studio H, we have nothing but the finest <laughs> of equipment. <laughs> Something more important to mention about this game. When you say there's nothing, uh, you know, that the game itself really offered nothing. Here's something that it offered. VAR this whole fucking weekend worked. Damn, you're right, actually. Don't fuck VAR. <laughs> they did it correctly this weekend. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic. I, I the, the there was there was a red card on the field. Yeah. The ref did this thing. Deserved because he was a former Tottenham player. The ref did this thing <laughs> where he he listened in his ear and they walked over to the sideline and he looked at this this thing called a screen. Was it plugged in? It was plugged in, and he they looked at it. They were plugged in last season. He he looked at it. Because it had a screensaver and he, on it. And he realized, he realized that the foul was only worthy of a yellow, not a red. And he walked back over, and he rescinded it. You know what? I love, I, and this is, this is one for the, the books. I love how official everything has to be, mm-hmm. right? And even though we know what you're doing, if you just showed him the yellow card, no. For the cameras... He had to lift the red again, wave it off, right, and then lift then the- lift the yellow. <laughs> love it. I love that. Everything's a protocol all week. <laughs> we all- ain't skimping. Don't care that no one's here. All throughout the weekend. All throughout the weekend, they were li- they were. You could tell they were checking play checking plays with VAR as the game was going on. They allowed the game to fucking continue. The yep. refs checked the fucking monitors. Offsides were checked quickly. Amazing what happens when you take the responsibility away from the fucking English Referees Association and let FIFA run it and go, this is how the rest of the world does it, you fucking donkey dicks. This is how you're going to now do it. Well, you know what worries me? Yeah. FIFA's in charge of it. The Glaziers. Oh, it can definitely get bought off. Oh, yeah. They they love a bribe. Yeah, I take back uh, I not take back that, not those groups of people. FIFA yeah. loves a bribe. I do. So, <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. I'm wrong. Uh, we're we're well, we're fucked. I'm just saying, judging by the recent performance of the court for arbitration of sport, those groups may also be prone, let's say, to a bribe as well. Oh. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> uh, so so moving moving on from there. Um, the term dumpster fire actually got handed off ceremoniously in a match this weekend as Newcastle somehow looks like a professional football club. Go fucking figure. Beats West Ham 2-0 and then goes, here, West Ham, you are now the dumpster fire. And yeah, West Ham right? took it into their hands and they went, why, thank you. We, <laughs> we, we take this honor seriously. We're going to go fuck right off. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to stick around while we light it? Yeah. yeah thanks. We, we are pissing gasoline into this bitch. That's oh, yeah. what's happening. We 100%. are going to light it on fire. Oh, yeah. This, this is If the dumpster fire was Eminem's marriage, 
West Ham and Newcastle or Eminem and Dr. Dre? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, nice, nice old school reference. You like that? Love it. I'm on fire today. <laughs> uh, get it. Much uh, like West Ham. <laughs> dare I say, uh, na 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 na. <laughs> All um, right. you know, sorry, I mean, sorry. I, I, I want to keep it rolling just because we're, we're we're going a little long. But you know what? Newcastle signed professional players who were doing a professional job and they looked good. Are they going to win every game? No. Are they going to be perfectly safe? Absolutely. I think I, I think this team could even be tenth place. Like they just they look they look good. They yeah. look good. So there, there was no excitement surrounding West Ham at all during this game. Um, but they did strike the bar twice in the opening stages. They actually had more possession, only just, but they did have more possession in this game and more shots on target and equal just about in overall chances. So West Ham did give a decent account of themselves. The problem is, is they're fucking toothless. And that ha- they had a massive problem with this last season. Mm-hmm. You needed Mikel Art- uh, Arteta. You needed Mikel Antonio. Mm-hmm. To what was it? Uh, six times his goals for the year. Yeah, he scored ten and, goals, and I think eight of them were in, in were the after final. COVID. So four times his goal yeah. tally for the season happened in the last six weeks. Yeah, and to it, keep it you just alive. Yeah, to keep you up. And, and and here's the thing: if anybody gets hurt, they're fucked. They're fucked completely. They got nothing. Absolutely. So and there's they, an open there's an open player revolt. There's talent on that team. Uh-huh. Bowen is talented. Suchek is talented. Me, uh, Rice Miguel is Azzini. talented. They, they're talented. They have talented players. They're fucked. And they, they have that X factor in Lanzini, that that creative spark, that that flair player. They have that in Lanzini. David Moyes doesn't know how to use him. The ferryman is killing that man's career. And this team, this team, here's the thing. They are no longer necessarily playing for the badge on their chest because it represents the board that they play for. They're just trying to play for the fans. You can tell they're, they're, you know, because love them or hate them, the Iron Nation is fucking, they, they love their fucking club and they are huge for their fucking club. Like they're some of the meanest sons of bitches around and it just the team's playing for them, but it can only mean so much when all the working pieces around you are just saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, over and over and over again. Yeah. I, this is going to be a very long, hard season for these guys. And God forbid players get hurt. There's just there's no one to fill in. And what are they going to do? Go sign James Shkrovsky? He's a phenomenal central defender. He is not going to fix all your fucking problems. He won't fix your fucking problems. This, seg- this segment brought to you by the Russian COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we've had a Tarkovsky mentioned, even though he's... Uh, legally a British citizen. Yeah. Uh, we did have a Iron Curtain reference, Iron yes. Nation. Uh, and then um, you've got essentially Lenin and Stalin and at the helm. Yes. West Ham. <laughs> In the Dolo are, Brothers. Who are referred to as the Irons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it could be a long season. I ski, man. think skis, everything skis, O's K skis. All right, so real quick, the last match, Chelsea and Brighton. Brighton's got to be happy with the fact that they looked better than probably expected, and Chelsea's probably got to be a little upset that they should have been more cohesive, and clearly it's going to take more time to get this team on all cylinders. Absolutely. We did forget to mention the other rocket, Jeff Hendrick. Oh, that was a gorgeous goal. Delerves. 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 Deserves a mention. Sorry. Absolutely. Uh, Chelsea. 
you're absolutely right. It's going to take some time to get everything uh, back to normal. They had, for the first time in their history, an entire season of just one squad. Yeah. And look what what it did for them. Uh, in this game, they did look a little disjointed at times. Jorginho actually played pretty positively for a change. Yeah. Uh, not a ton of sideways passes. But then got hurt. Yep. Uh, right. So we'll see what happens. Gorgeous penalty you took uh, at first. Timo Werner, great work to get into that position. Bit of a rush of blood to the head for Matt mm-hmm. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, trying to come out and gather that. He ended up in front of the last defender uh, when he slid in and took out took out Timo Werner. Uh, I think the decision was correct. Bit soft, but absolutely correct. He did catch him. <sighs> there isn't much else to say about it. Uh Oh, no. You know what? There is something else to say. Uh, Troussard had a lovely strike. Gorgeous goal. Another fucking uh, fantastic goal. Keppa should have done better with it, but it's Keppa. You know, it now, is. To give what, it I, a, what I like to call touch of credit. Yeah. He maybe saw it late. Right. Maybe he saw it late. I like to call that VFP. Valuable fantasy points. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. As I pull my head away from the microphone. I win. Yes, you did. You you hit your bet. Nicely done. What's this game called? I win. Yes. <laughs> you win. The chicken hit. Pat split. I missed. Woohoo. All right. So now that you're up $120, how are you to put that into a six-part parlay no. that'll have you down 3000 in a week? Just two. Just two, okay. <laughs> Just a two-part parlay. Same thing I did as last week, and that parlay is Everton to beat West Brom at home mm-hmm. and Arsenal to beat West Ham at home. Ah. And surprisingly, given the way in which those two away teams performed this past weekend, they gave me a plus 137 on this. Wow. I'm yeah. surprised you got that much. Exactly. I'm surprised that wasn't minus 137. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, given our two teams' performances and the other two teams' performances, I feel like I should have gotten negative odds on this. Oh, yeah. But I didn't. This would be like that horse that's one to five. So you throw $25 on him to win five bucks and buy yourself another beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So plus 137, Everton to beat West Brom, Arsenal to beat West Ham, and I will be. I would imagine two hundred and fifty-seven dollars to the positive after the second weekend. Melissa, how do you feel about that? Does that uh, play into your losses from last season? No, that's done and dusted. Bookie's paid. My legs aren't broken. Everything's good. So now you think you're in the positive. I am in the positive. Right, so he's in the positive. Somebody, somebody sold himself a lot of Tito's to get out of that gamble. <laughs> Goddamn oh, right. I'm Thank sure. you, coronavirus. <laughs> Just keep up with your bookie. I hate it when he comes knocking on our door for you. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Okay, you're only as good as your last result, and my last result was a goddamn win. Sorry, Russ. Go. So you're a big <laughs> fat winner. Who's the big winner? <laughs> me. Okay, good. I want a chicken dinner. Heard. <laughs> so uh, Pat hit on Liverpool and got it all wrong with Spurs. Maybe he should have listened to me and known that they yep. were going to lose. And, uh, or just watch that documentary. And finds himself <laughs> down a whole $18. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. And it was here and then it was gone. There's the email. All right. Arsenal West Hamburger. 
Arsenal is favored, but I'm taking a draw at plus 350 in the primetime game on Saturday. Clearly, he did not see West Ham play. Uh, sorry for the lateness. Long day of golf and football. And, you know, the American one. And I'm drunk. And I gambled <laughs> 700 bucks this weekend and lost only 50. Woohoo! Fuck Miami and the Fitzception, can, uh, the Fitz uh, interception on the goal line. I suck and. That is it. He finished it on and. and. No thought, just and. You should never start a sentence with a, proposi- a pro- proposition. Preposition. 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 Well, actually, you should start many sentences with propositions. Oh, yeah. I mean, but Especially a proposition should not start with a preposition. Actually, I would, I would like more drunk Pat sending pics because that was entertaining. Yes. <laughs> I could add that to a sound cue. <laughs> uh, Pat's drunk pick of the week. Yeah, now, exactly. unless you're trying to make a point. And... I just did it. See? Ah, Emphasization. Ah, very good. Emphasization. <laughs> if we're just making breaking rules of literary excellence, Here I should do it too. football show, we're reinventing the English language. <laughs> Heard. You're on fire, Graham. Come on. You're on fire. Get crunk with your pick. So, uh... Timo started, and you said he wasn't even going to play, but he started. Had a few chances. Uh, the penalty could have would have been a goal, but you know, smart play. You go down. You know, the, you you feel the touch. You go down. You take the penalty. I and, don't know that he was also getting that. Like I said, Matt Ryan ended up beyond his last defender. Right. A bit of a heavy touch to get around him. So going down, I think, was the only smart play. Yeah, uh, I just say uh, it's. Uh, I, I also I fig- think it was a nailed on pen. He, right. Matt Ryan caught him. I figured I figured he was going to score and he just didn't. So, oh, well, uh, I'm down 100 bucks. It's not the end of the world. Now we just need to make that right. Big Sam's lock of the week. 100% of the time, it works 0% of the time. All right. As it pertains to season three. Okay, well done. <laughs> Are you are you proud of yourself? Yes. Okay, very good. That was on the fly, my friend. Uh, Straight off the dome piece. Simple and easy. I'm going to do exactly what you did last week, Sam. Gunners win. Abba to score. Plus 114. There you go. I think it's I think it's a simple and I think it's a guarantee. You know what? I cleaned out the bookies for that 6 6 bucks they paid me extra on last week's bet. <laughs> 120. They only yep. gave you 114 on that? Well, cuz obviously <laughs> he's going to fucking do it. <laughs> At least they gave me 114. Uh now that's a pretty good segment. But we give you more. We give you our prognosticating pullet. We give you boys and girls. Jenny the chicken. Is pullet a chicken? A pullet. Pullet. <laughs> Close. You know what? You have no room to talk tonight, Mr. Graham. And and I'd like you to talk about my pronunciation because I just asked you to pronounce the first word. I appreciate how you spelled them out for me euphonically. Yep. Very good. Euphonically or phonetically? Phonetically. <laughs> We're all fucked up tonight. Hooked on phonics week for me. Tonight's Drunken Tonight Football Show brought to you by Dad's Hat. <laughs> brought to you by Reading Rainbow. It will knock you in the mouth. So, uh, went up to the coop to visit our chicken, and Kitty the chicken was incredibly pleased with her Wolves result this past week, and hit the money line on the Washington football team to win. Pick them to beat the Eagles. Look I at her. St- I still say it should be Washington team football so we can call it WTF when it inevitably goes bad. Between that and her boo, Jamie Vardy, getting uh, picked number one in the DU Draft uh, League, yeah. she was in a great mood and was just clucking away. 
So this week, I gave her Man United hosting Crystal Palace. Now, Kitty immediately went into the coop, pulled out her phone, and showed me a picture of her on Rory McElroy's. Did I say that right? Yes, she did. Yep. Woohoo! Bag at the pro am of last year's U.S. Open. I didn't know she caddies from time to time. Wow. Well, you know, she's a very busy chicken. She doesn't have opposable thumbs, though. But she sees. But apparently, she sees the course she well. She gets shit done, and she's still able to operate her iPhone. So <laughs> don't ask too many questions here, dude. <laughs> That's your question, not the fact that my chicken has an iPhone. No. All right. No, because cool. you're extra as an owner. I mean, I really am. So uh, she also in that foursome with uh, Roy McIlroy was Justin Timberlake. Bringing sexy back. Ah, so Justin and Rory are both big United supporters. So I'm guessing that Kitty is going to take Man U for the win. Pretty safe bet. Typical Northern Irish sellout. You know that? (laughs) Well, my chicken knows her shit. Staying uh, true to the crown. Just remember, everybody, to, as always, remember to gamble legally and responsibly. This used to be DU Talk, but we ain't playing. Nope. If you've missed it, this is now our fantasy segment because we did a draft on Thursday and you should listen to that shit show. And it's going to be a really short segment because we're already over an hour. Yeah, it is going to be a really short segment. I'm going to very, very quickly give you the fixtures from the week. Uh, I, uh oh, results. I won over Keith, uh, 3723. Wow, this was a nail biter. Ray, Jim Teacher FC, winning over Elliot, uh, NY Toffee 89, uh, 32 to 31. Ooh, very close. Um, Alan Brody, Carlos Brow, 27 to 11 uh, over Russ. Hit the mute button, Melissa. Ralph Hampton FC tops Ted Lasso FC. That's Kenny over JB, 37 33. Ooh, big winner. Big uh-huh. shocker. That's big time because JB is fantasy nut job. Yep. Taint misbehaving. Taylor, the Wi-Fi was not hitting, didn't get to change his lineup, lost 26-33 to 33 against the Can of Cup 11 by Jimmy uh, up in the old... His number his number one pick overall, though, did score him two goals. Vermainshire. Uh, yes. Because I don't remember where he lives. Heard <laughs> Vermainshire. <laughs> I just know it's somewhere with that trees. That does cover the entire Northwest Corridor. Correct. North- I, I'm northeast. northeast, yeah. Northeast, so I will allow it. Heard. Yes. I just know it has trees in it. Uh, he lives by the big oak on the left. Uh, uh, this amp goes to 11. Chris Firehawk, another gooner, by the way, topping Villa girl, uh, Lindsay Williams, 35, 25, uh, big dunk love train, um, punched David Geckel speculative at best right in the face in typical dunk fashion, 42 to 31. Wow. And then Rob Holmes, Gunner tech, uh, lost. To the big winner of the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, FK Big Samsk, obviously paying homage to our good friend Vitaly Trubilia and the lovely people at FK Slutsk. Personal uh, friend of the show. In, in Belarus. Personal friend of the producer. Heard. In Belarus. Uh, he liked my Instagram post the other day. <gasps> oh, he's fantastic. got a lot of time in his hands. <laughs> They uh, are playing right now. Key thing think. to know is your uh, number two, your second round pick overall. Uh, Allison scored you exactly one point, which was only one point more than Taylor's team, who didn't even have a starting goalie. That's fine. My, I'm not worried about it. My, he will settle in. My, As you said, 
during the my, breakdown. My eighth round pick scored 10 points. Thank you very much, David. Guay- uh, uh, yeah, Guaita. Yeah, Guaita. Yeah. All right. So real quick, that gives you you top of the league, 52 points. Big dunk love train to Everton supporters top of the league. That pit. Well, you don't really have good football to support, so you have a lot of time to research shit and do Ex- things. Except we're already going to win the league. Thank you. Uh, Big Dunk Love Train, 42 points. Ralph Hampton, 37. Me on 37. I don't know why he's in third, and I'm not. This Amp goes to 11 and 5th. Canna Cup in 6th. Jim Teacher, 7th. Carlos Brow, 8th. Ted Lasso, 9th. New York Toffee, 10th. Speculative at best, 10th. Gunner Tech, 10th. Taint misbehaving in 13th. Unlucky 13th. And he lives on a taint. <laughs> uh, Villa Girl in 14th. Magnificent Pies in 15th. And hit the mute button. They won the league. <clears throat> But they're in dead fucking last in your hearts. Hey, ma- so what you're saying is so far, I drafted a better team than Russ. Yes. Just wanted that on the record. That's it. <laughs> um, we will hopefully have more time for this segment next week where I can talk proper shit. Heard. Well, that about wraps it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? No. Check out the video of Neymar uh, slapping someone in the back of the head. Pretty funny. I know where you can talk lots of shit. Where's that? www.patreon.com backslash du football show where we will bring you the docile tones of du after dark more cock jokes and things of the like (laughs) i ran out of things to say i was well i'm just i think she was expecting you to talk about the uh drunkard uh du uh, he he, he, he was on the same wavelength i was uh that was a volleyball spike i went up into the air (laughs) and then graham started over and went <laughs> Whenever she gives me that look, it's to plug the Patreon. <laughs> what what she doesn't realize is is that's exactly what I was supposed to do. So that meant I was behind you. She never had a chance to send it to you because I bumped it to somebody else. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> so the whole play got fucked and we lost serve. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Sounds about right. See, you know what you don't get on other shows? <laughs> we know sports, bro. <laughs> we try. We, we know try. all sports. Okay, and try. I'm sure Kitty told Rory to hit that sweet fade. <laughs> All right, absolutely. <laughs> On 16, she even and told it worked him which out. Club to use, and it worked out well. All right. Well, so anybody that's new to uh, checking out the show, seriously, it's it's great to have you. Uh, San Francisco Evertonians, it was fun watching the match with you this uh, weekend as well. Uh, anyone who, if you have a your supporters group, you're doing a Zoom and you want one of uh, us drunk idiots to jump in and uh, be part of it, please feel free to email us at uh, dufootballshow at gmail.com. We'd love, to, we'd love to come jump in and hang out with you. Get your perspective because, frankly, when we do this show, we want, we want kind of the all the fans perspective like i always say this is the you know this is the people show period 100 percent. and uncle sam's not paying my wages so i i will do it for a nominal fee <laughs> i i will do it for face? free because i actually see, like no, people his face and i won't do it because i only wake up for villa games <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right everybody so next up is injury time more of the same where we preview next week's show i'm not going to have sam plug the uh, patreon again because fuck we do it enough as it is <laughs> We are whores. (laughs) Till next week, everybody. No, you need to FaceTime Brandy. Sam Graham.
Get the fucking new button.